0: Welcome back, everyone. We're simply Bitcoin. We break down the news from Twitter, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs. Joining us today, fellow Bitcoiner and artist, Fractal Encrypt. All right, we're going into the numbers. Let's do it.
1: Number time. Number Time is brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference ever in sunny, sunny Miami Beach. And get your tickets now before the price goes up. In seven days, and you could also take advantage of the link down below for ten off, ten percent off your ticket to Bitcoin 2022.
0: At the time of this recording, the block height is 712,004. Bitcoin price 57,100. Chain rewrite days 836. Total public lightning capacity new all-time high 3,301.88. Moscow time 17:51, and blocks to the halving 127,996.
1: The numbers suck. They suck, dude. <laughs> Every <laughs> day. We've it. been saying this for the last... How many days have we been saying... Dude, I feel like we've been at 58... F*** you, Dennis. I said it again, Megan. I'm going to beep it out tomorrow, though, during the edit. But anyways. uh, Yeah, man. It, this is all Dennis's fault. We're stuck at 58K. The whales that control the price of Bitcoin. That's a half joke. Uh, man, they saw that meme, and they're like, this is how we're going to f*** with everybody. We're just going to freeze in time at 58K. Uh, but... Phil, we've been riffing about this for a long time. I want to get our guests' thoughts on the fact that we're frozen in time. Not the blocks. The blocks keep ah, keep coming in. Tick tock, next block. But the price is definitely frozen in time. What are your thoughts on this fractal?
2: I'm going to admit I do think of Dennis sometimes when we when we grow past that number. But either way, you know, it's like, all right, you give him credit when we're coming on the upside, and then on the downside, it's like, damn it, Dennis.
1: Yeah, this is true. He's he... I'm here
2: with you guys. I mean,
1: we're all here. I think everybody's on that same vibe. We're we're all on this life raft going up and down. Phil, any any new thoughts on Dennis?
0: Freaking Dennis! That's all, all Dennis I got to say. Fault. It's all but, his fault. 58K gang. They they ruined Bitcoin. They made it 10K into perpetuity. <laughs> That's so, right. Nobody understands any of the numbers we're talking about. Like, what is he talking about? They're like, we're not even at 58K. And why does he keep mentioning 10K?
1: They don't get it. They don't get it. But think about it. Think about that 10K. It will start to make sense. But, you know, when Bitcoin inevitably hits a million dollars, what's Dennis going to do with his life? That's the better question. Because... Less and less people. 58 million
2: million will be the next one.
1: (laughs) 58. Why didn't he just pick a higher number? Why did he have to pick a lower number?
0: We had him on and we asked him. We like we were like, we don't get it. Like, why didn't you choose a better number than this? Like, why did you screw us at 58? Phil, is Dennis the whale? Is he the
1: whale? Is he the massive whale and he's just fing with dumping that everyone. I'm gonna beep that out. I'm gonna beep it out. No, I'm not. That, that's beeped out. This is a family-friendly show, uh, but anyways, I have some hopium for you guys. Check this out from my Glassnode subscription. We haven't done any hopium in a long time, but you know, since we have Fractal Encrypt on the show, I found this very interesting. This is uh, essentially a chart of the number of active addresses. And it says the, this is a metric description. The number of unique addresses that were active in the network, either a sender or receiver, only addresses that were active in successful transition transitions are counted transactions. Okay. But anyways, I saw a very, uh, very interesting pattern, Phil, is that when the network had the most amount of transactions is usually when we had a uh, peak of the fiat caca price now this is the thing that i want you guys to focus on right is that we hit an all-time high not too long ago and look at the amount of transactions on the network compared to the all-time high back in april right isn't that f-ing interesting interesting huh so uh that's your hopium for today i hope you guys enjoyed it but uh, anyways, Phil, it's
0: time for The Daily Fail. The Daily Fail is brought to you by Amber App. Check them out. Amber.app, Bitcoin made easy. It's the easiest way to buy Bitcoin. Stack sats with Amber App. The link is down below. Okay, so so Nico made a good point. He said that Yellow is a spokes Muppet. No! I'm going to I'm gonna agree. I'm going to agree. He's not a spokes person, but he's a, he's a spokes Muppet. Malaka. What do you think? Umber, the smart waves, that sense okay we uh we, we, we had some people make some comments on the the fail that we did two days ago um snowbank or Snowdog. um so I, I wanted to actually pull up the site um so that i can reference what's happening right now but unfortunately as you guys can all see on the screen error 410 the account is under investigation or was found in violation of the medium rules So, unfortunately, nobody was able to see what happened with the snow job that was Snowbank. But that is super weird and really interesting because we did the fail and the next day it was gone, Nico. The next day, that's what was there. Do you think it was us? And people just reported it? Like, this is such a scam. The episode wasn't even... You know what? It, it's interesting that you say that, because I only found out about it once the episode was released, and uh, ICO not mentioned, he's like, yeah, I was kind of waiting for you to go back and click on that link. And I'm like, damn, it's just gone. So, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it, I don't think it really has anything to do with our show. I think it's just part of their rug pull. <laughs> Cause like that kind of laid out their whole scam. <laughs> they just, do you think
1: they deleted it or was Medium that was like, this is a scam?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think it was, I think somebody reported it to Medium maybe. I Medium, don't know. Maybe. But I, I'd like to, I'd like yeah. to hope that some good ah. Samaritan out there was like, this is a scam. <laughs> I would
1: like just to point out that you were very quick. The, Phil, the shitcoin slayer, you slayed that fast, bro. I think, dude, before it even died, bro. That was <laughs> like, bro, we're like two for two or three for three. We called the BSV shit, dude. We're we're on fire. I just, I'm gonna give us our, give ourselves some credit. Anyways, Phil, what's the next fail?
0: Okay, so check this out. So, interestingly enough, right? Um, we have Fed Chair Jerome Powell that that came out, and and he had some, he had an interesting, he had an interesting take on the word transitory. OK, and, and this video is going to is going to help illustrate that take. Now, the entire fail, though, is going to is is going to kind of be um, it's going to be like an accumulation up to this take. And we're just going to kind of take a look at a little little historical pattern. Anyways, let's let's play the video first. Here we go.
2: How long does inflation have to run above your target before the Fed decides maybe it's not so transitory?
1: Um, first of all, the, the, the test that we've articulated, I think, clearly has been met now. Uh, you know, you, you're absolutely right. Inflation has run well above 2% for long enough that uh, if you look back a few years, inflation averages 2%. So I think, I think we can say that that, that is take, it was not the case going into this episode. It would have been many years since we had inflation at 2%. Um, so I think the word transitory has different meanings to different people to, to many it carries a time a sense of uh, of short-lived We we tend to to, to, to ha- Use it to mean that, that it won't leave a permanent mark uh, in, the, in the form of higher inflation I think it's it's probably a good time to retire that that uh, word and try to explain more clearly what we mean What a fucking non answer what a non answer dude you just spun that shit around and around and around he was like well it means different things to other people and like you know but it i think it's time to retire it and dude what a heaping pile of fucking shit now i'm gonna give you guys a little bit of inside baseball the to guy was also part of the two senators that wanted to amend the crypto provision in the infrastructure bill now mm. Is that a coincidence? Maybe I don't think it's a coincidence, but it's just really interesting observation there But I don't know. What do you think Phil B- bro? That tells me that they're in trouble that answer. I didn't know how bad it was I didn't want to watch the video until the show like holy shit
0: It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible this guy. I, I mean look he essentially is just the, the the person they've put in front of us, right? He he's just the mouthpiece, and you're you're gonna see in the rest of the fail. Um, we're gonna show some, anyways. We're gonna show some interesting kind of narrative leading up to this, and it's really disingenuous and strange because as we're gonna show, they were very confident about this term. They were confident about the duration. They were confident about many things until all of a sudden. Not so confident
1: in like, you know, and, and I actually tweeted this today because I thought it was hilarious. I went no inflation, transitory inflation, frustrating inflation. Inflation is a sign of recovery. Inflation is actually a good thing. We're now in the stage of inflation actually is not transitory. What's next in the clown world? Who knows? But anyways, fractal and crypt. Are you laughing as hard as we are? dude? why is it that only the Bitcoiners knew that it wasn't transitory?
2: Sure. And, you know, they're they're creating fake definitions for the word and then trying to tell people, you know, two plus two equals five. And, you know, how many people are going to actually believe this? It seems like you have about 60% of the people that are willing to believe any nonsense they're fed as long as they're fed it constantly enough and, you know, enough time. So I think they just I'm not really sure what the game is, Um, but certainly Bitcoiners saw it afoot and, and saw it over a year and a half ago
1: yep we, we saw I mean we've been Phil we've been calling it on Simply Bitcoin dude before any of the legacy media said anything but you said you had more stuff to show yeah. you said you have more receipts more
0: receipts all right so here let's let's take a little trip let's take a little trip
2: so can I fuck with you before you three two one it yeah oh, yeah, for sure didn't you say you're the shit coin killer yeah are you the same one with the MetaMask icon in your in your uh, in your, your browser toolbar there
0: oh god Whoa. yeah.
1: I'm gonna put that in the show did. tomorrow. Yeah. It's brutal. Phil, Phil just got slayed. Hey man, slayed. you
0: have to look if you're gonna slay them, you have to fucking know how to take them apart, man. Okay, you know? all right, all right, all right. I have there no we choice, dude. Don't forget you know,
1: I, it's a little embarrassing though. Oh, no, yeah. You know Phil, don't, Damn, do count, don't do the count, don't do the countdown, keep it
0: rolling, because I'm gonna put that in the video. Okay, okay, uh. cool, cool. No, dude, absolutely. No, hundred fucking percent, man. And Come update on. your browser while you're at it. Oh before you uninstall. Oh. Sorry?
2: I said, update your browser, too, while you're at it. You're already on I red. Know, you know how they color code the, the warnings first? It's, uh, you know, green, then orange, and now you're already at red. So it's like right.
1: <laughs> you see? I told you he was from Miami, Phil. Yeah. This it comes out. The I spiciness. Love I love
0: it. The spice. I love okay. It. All right, Phil. Nope. But he's Talk. right, man. He's he's right. Uh, but anyways, yeah. No. Latigazo. <laughs> okay. Talk Got to it. me, Phil. Okay, so here Talk we go. Me. Let's do this, okay? The Fed Reserve sees a transitory rise in inflation March 19th, 2021. All right. So we're pretty sure transitory is a thing. All right. So this is interesting. March 27th, Yellen expects high inflation rates to be temporary. Okay. So do we... Transitory, temporary, we're, we're guessing that means the same thing or approximately the same thing, right? My judgment right now is that the recent inflation that we have seen will be temporary. It's not something that's endemic. March 27th, uh, sorry, May 27th. I apologize, the previous one was March, right? So we had March 19th, we've got May 27th. On November 3rd, Janet Yellen said inflation is high, but this isn't like the 1970s. In the 1970s, a series of supply shocks became a longer-run problem that partly occurred because policymakers weren't trusted by the public to deal effectively with inflation. That—that's right. I—I I just read that to you. Okay. I want you to think about that. Partly occurred because the policymakers weren't trusted. So, so, do you see what just happened in that narrative? This just became, this just became a person problem right this isn't a we're printing you all into poverty problem no 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 no. this is this is a trust issue okay so I have to go back and take a look at the great inflation of 1970 right so here we go the easy money policies of the American Central Bank designed to generate full employment by the early 1970s also resulted in high inflation the Central Bank under a different leadership would later reverse its policies so you see it was it was all transitory right it was all transitory it was all temporary okay it was all of these things until all of a sudden it wasn't right until all of a sudden it's time to retire transitory because as we all know this is an ending this isn't going away They have nothing, they have no other cards, nothing else to do. This is the only thing they can do now. So now we're gonna start, like Fractal said, we're gonna start redefining words. Transitory is just gonna have a loose meaning, could mean different things to different people. You know, a couple no longer means two. It now can mean four, it can mean six. Meh, doesn't matter, words. Nico? Man, I, I, Fucking killed it
1: with uh, Phil the Inflation Slayer. Um, But so I, I, I wanted to focus on what Janet Yellen was saying about trusting. The thing is, Bitcoin fixes that. The trust is removed. You don't have to trust in a central bank not to debase the currency. So Bitcoin fixes this because it removes that. It doesn't give a certain elite group of people that much power to essentially enrich themselves Right. And then leave everyone else holding the bags. Right. Because it's essentially what inflation does. So Bitcoin fucking fixes this opt out of their system before the music stops. And we're not the only ones saying we think the music stops. Max Kaiser has been like nailing this in, you know, in the coffin for the last year on the Kaiser report. Um, Jack Dorsey, before he quit quit Twitter, maybe he quit because he said hyperinflation coming soon. Maybe that's one of the reasons they tapped on his shoulder (laughs) for that. Um, That's a great point. Yeah. So, I mean, look... Jack Dorsey thinks so. Kaiser thinks so. We, Ron Paul said the crack up boom. He has his version of saying it. Thinks it's the end of the fiat system, and it's exactly what you said, Phil. And we've been saying this for quite a bit, quite a bit of time. They have no option but to keep printing. If they stop printing, we're, you know they they also announced that they're going to taper off today. That was a big narrative. Oh, we're going to. I call bullshit. If they taper off, they crater the stock market. They crater the economy. So they have no option but to keep printing if they keep printing inflation and eventually hyperinflation it's just crazy to see that because you could never imagine that happening to america but i don't see any other result out of all of this and just look at his response right you have to understand like how i'm sure went to a good school these are educated people and look at him trembling in his chair just like squirming around saying well people define transitory you know exactly what the fuck you meant when you said transitory but again anyways a total clown show bitcoin fixes this just opt out of the madness opt out of political money anyways fractal are you seeing what we're seeing are we just two crazy bitcoiners on youtube Oh no, absolutely. I think there's a very interesting tie-in to that trust quote that
2: he brought up. When you look at all this, because they're really saying that, hey, these problems in the '70s were created because you didn't trust us as the elites enough. What y'all should do is really trust us right now, while we want to do this, everything that you just laid out—the money printing and all these other things—you should trust us to do this because this is going to be what what will avoid that that problem that happened in the '70s. So it's another narrative where they're trying to to say, hey you know what you should be doing is trusting us look what happened when you didn't you know it was a disaster so not only are they creating the narrative to to allow them to do whatever it is that they want to do. But we should just trust them blindly to, you know, lead us correctly. So I do love that leaderless nature of Bitcoin like the, you know, hey, there's rules. We all have to play by the same rules. There's nobody over here making a rule that's different than a rule. You know, they can't play by a rule that's different than I can. So to me, I think that's everything.
1: Absolutely. No single individual should have the power of the money printer because that leaves, you know, absolute power leaves to corruption, right? And and I think that's what you're seeing on a massive scale. On a worldwide scale, you're just seeing corruption to new levels. And I think that a lot of us forget that this has happened before. This happened in Weimar Republic. This happened during the Roman Empire. During the Roman Republic, they did exactly the same thing. They debased the money. Back in the Roman times, it was essentially... Uh, You know, it was it was silver coins right? the the denarius, whatever the beginning of the Roman Empire. It had a, a certain percentage of silver as the decades went by, the actual quantity of silver in the silver coins just started decreasing and decreasing and the moral decay of society went along with it. And honestly, you kind of see the same pattern today. The only difference is that it's very hard to see it from a third person perspective because we're living through it. So and again, but this time is different. And this the reason I say this time is different is eventually when there is a crack up boom. Right. We have a way of ending the cycles because now we have an uncorruptible money and that uncorruptible money is Bitcoin. Phil.
0: I just wanna, I just wanna pull up a really interesting tweet that isn't related necessarily to the financial system. Okay, this was retweeted by uh, Stony Bison, right? And and this is a, a video from, from Bill Gates, which we are not gonna, you know, we're, we're not gonna watch, right? This is about him, uh, you know, him talking. And let's just go through what he said here. He goes, "This was, this was an interesting test of people's trust in their politicians or their health system. We didn't do as well as I would have expected." so just just prepare so we've been listening to this trust narrative now for about two years okay so for some reason we you know we we, we've been told more and more that we need to trust and now what's going to happen is is that we'll see you didn't trust enough and everything has gone wrong we need to trust more. So this kind of goes back to that that CNN article that, you know, that that fractal, you know, mentioned as well. They're going to they're shifting the narrative, right? We're changing words. transitory doesn't mean anything anymore. We're going to get rid of it completely so that way no one gets confused, right? We want to make sure that you have the wrong idea about what's going on and we want you to be clear on that wrong idea. Okay? We want you to be perfectly clear on not understanding what the hell is going on. And instead, you're just going to have this BS narrative that we've pumped into your head. That That's what they want to be clear on. So transitory is gone. And now, now the thing is, we are to blame for not trusting enough. The average citizen, right? The average person who has, you know, become the, the you know, the victim of all of this. Somehow, you know, we are to blame. I don't even know what to say.
1: Man, it's it's scary. And, you know, you kind of you see them setting up the narrative you see them setting up the you know the systems you know the the you know the 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 thing that cannot be said passport and then the thing that leads to that inevitable social credit system that follows right and then you know just crack more crackdown on speech more centralization of powers add the central bank digital currencies in the mix these people don't see that they are the problem and their their reflex reaction is oh if they give me more power more centralized power that's going to make things better Well, they don't understand that it's like them having that much power in the first place is what caused this whole fucking mess that we're in
2: i did have a comment i wanted to share like to kind of riff off what you guys were saying if if you want oh, yeah. to jump into that all right yeah well so i mean one of the things that i was thinking when you were talking both about the trust and the debasement of money is some of this stuff happens over long time scales so you know the inflationary pressures that happen on a monetary system like you're talking about the debasement of the denarius coins and that doesn't happen overnight it happens over a long time scale and people don't like perceive long time scales well so these thieveries happen in a way that's very trickery and and it's easy for people to to be scammed by that but i think bitcoiners have a unique perspective because we do have coins so like he said the you know by having somebody in control of the money printer it's very dangerous but it's so hard to see that when it's at the nation state level but when you see it with shitcoin a or shitcoin b or shitcoin c it's very easy to see these things happen on a very small time scale the person enriches themselves they exit scam or whatever it is within you know months or a year and you know that that whole coin is gone so you can see these damaging things that happen and that's the same thing that happens on a nation state level so i think by by having this compressed time view of what happens in the monetary system um almost at a personal level it replicates macro and micro so you can see hey what happens above so as so as above, so below. So you you know what what a person does, you know the same thing may happen at the nation state level. So ju- just a thought that I had there that was kind I, I, of I think connected. that's
1: I think that's fascinating. I think uh, you hit the nail on the head. I think that shit coins are little analogies that represents you know the I- the inevitable result of you know assen- essentially a group of people controlling the monetary policy and you know. But anyways, Phil, so thoughts. And the same thing like
2: trust us you know give give us that trust you know so and and you let us make the decisions for you and we're going to make the network decisions and we're going to decide when the network does this and that and you know the monetary policy decisions y'all just chill there with your you know potato chips and soda
1: i dude i think you hit i absolutely think you hit the nail on the head really good observation i never noticed that before um but Really, really cool stuff. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Meme Reviews. The Daily Meme Review is sponsored by Citadel21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine, different artwork, every volume, and it's scarce. There's only a thousand copies per volume. Really cool stuff. Get your copy of Citadel21 today. All right, everybody, you know the drill. Sometimes we cover images because they're as powerful as memes. And I mean, you could say this is a meme because it has like a a meme comment. This is by DerGG. Check it out, right? And essentially, it's recapping what has gone on with Twitter since Jack Dorsey announced his, you know, he's moving on. And he gave it to this new guy. First thing that they did is they added an Ethereum address to the tips and then auto block by Twitter. <laughs> and essentially, auto-block is not even the person blocking you. It just automatically picks up, like, hate speech and it blocks for Twitter very weird stuff i want to point out that this guy wait that's are, real yeah that's real and i just want to point out that this guy already made his account private because of how much stuff he's getting for the move anyways really interesting first memes brought to us by rd underscore btc no coiners. are you two friends bitcoiners no shit coiners yes now hold on
0: there was yeah. a
1: really 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 sour bitcoiner cool story bro <laughs> oh my god that means it's working hold on i have to i don't know man dot crypto yeah i, I have to like no but he was pissed off because of the meme. that's so funny all right moving <laughs> on to the next one by underscore ben kaufman and uh, he's has an amazing Twitter account, uh, Clown World. Really recommend you follow it. Bitcoin Twitter right now. How to pretend to be indoctrinated enough so you could survive the coming Twitter purge. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. And last but not least, by the legendary Yellow. Ew, I stepped in shit. And it's Bloomberg Financial <sighs> Times. So I am subscribed to these so that you guys don't have to be. But I do agree. Just a bunch of... Propaganda BS. But, anyways, Phil, why don't you go first with
0: the score? Oh, all right, all right. This is a tough one. It's a very tough one for me because I've got absolutely nothing. All right, so you're going to have to give me a drum roll because I got to come up with something here. And here we go. I just finally found something. Just dig, dig into my trash box. And we've got a. Ta-da! That is a button pad. Uh, that is a button pad that you can add to a microcontroller and then all of a sudden you now have like technically a payment terminal if you want.
1: Very cool. Okay, Ta-da! I'm going to give it a Bitcoin wooden magnet that I put on little fridge. Yeah, it's in wood. Anyways, Fractal Encrypt, what would you give those memes? Oh, well, um, man, you know, I have a
2: really cool... I guess you can't see it here i give him a bitcoin thumbs up <laughs> a,
1: a bitcoin thumbs up all right i'm gonna have to yeah. put that although in, although that i
2: out. have to admit that twitter stuff was was hard to see man the ethereum address i i i i don't know if i have a little i have a fuck your shit coin th- key <laughs> over here maybe i think i'll give it that one <laughs>
0: Okay, <Woo!
1: All right, laughs> can you send me a picture so i could put it in the video tomorrow please yeah man
0: we could do that Woo! all right send it to nice. me. Nice.
1: Awesome. Okay. Awesome scores for some awesome memes. I think it's cu- it's indi- they're indicative of the times. Really scary stuff with the new Twitter CEO. But it's cool because we're all going to be in the gulags together. So that's the good news. But anyways, guys, we want to know. If you agree with the scores, you disagree, let us know down in the comment section. And of course, join our telegram group. Link us some Bitcoin memes to review because it's a Bitcoin meme review. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily News. The Daily News is brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. Get yourself the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch like the 3D printed Bitcoin grenade art. Really cool stuff. You can unravel it and you can put an open dime in there or the 3D printed Bitcoin honey badge. You can also put your favorite hardware wallet. Really cool stuff. Take advantage the link down below for five percent off crypto all right everybody so you know the deal we are we're shitcoin slayers inflation slayers and steve Hankey slayers because steve hanky and I, and I, look steve Hankey is a hypocrite and we've been covering a lot he gives bitcoin so much shit right there's a solution to it it's right in front of him but because of his job He he can't fucking understand it, right? It's clear that U.S. inflation is here to stay with CPI. So even Hanky agrees with us, Phil. Even Hanky, With CPI at their 30-year high of 6.2%, workers' real-wage wallets are shrinking. Yes, inflation tax is stealing more than wages have been rising, yet the incompetent Fed is still twiddling its thumbs. And that's because of the record amount of money printing. So it's funny Mm -hmm. seeing a fiat economist talking shit about his own system and then being presented a solution but because that solution would completely destroy his outlook on the world he just chooses to ignore it this it's crazy the cognitive cognitive dissonance on this guy but anyways moving on to our guest like I, I want to talk about his piece of art first and then we'll move on to the CSW trial that we've been delaying covering because we want to get fractal and crypt on the show because He went to the trial, so he's going to give us a lot of the inside scoop. But anyways, check out this awesome piece of art by Fractal. Fractal, please don't copyright strike us. But anyways, really cool stuff, right? And this was the art that Sailor bought. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is actually the one uh, that he's got behind him. Man, that that's super incredible. So how Amazing. long did that take you to make? And what is it? How long did it take you to make and what is it? Well, the design
2: work, um, just to just to figure out what the design itself was, took about seven months. And then to actually get the pieces all cut and then put together took another couple months. Um, and that was just for the first one. I'd say every, every additional one takes, I'd say two to three months to make. It's a series of 10 that I'm doing. And uh, so far, I've actually done nine. I'm, I'm just about to ship number nine out and do some photos and videos, hopefully this week. So I'll be able to show that one off. It's looking pretty cool, I, I think, I hope. And um, yeah, it's been what it is, is actually it's the original design was made to be a plug-in for Bitcoin Core. So it could actually just be like a graphical interface for a user to interact with Bitcoin. So, you know, for example, when your node finds a new block um, or... A new block has been found and added to the ledger, then it can actually indicate on, you know, some place within the calendar. It tracks Bitcoin time going over 132 years, basically from 2009 going all the way to 2140 when the last bitcoins mined. And it has all the network rules encoded, you know, the block reward at different times. And so it's basically meant to to help a Bitcoiner find their their place
1: in time. That's awesome. So it's it's a giant amazing. It's a giant mechanical node it doesn't actually move um the the original
2: design like i said it's actually meant to be a software plugin so it's supposed to like do stuff in a software uh, manner the sculpture itself is static it doesn't actually move so what i do is i actually set the sculpture to a specific block height so it kind of crystallizes that moment in time
1: oh yeah
2: it's super cool so like Um, this one was made for the happening. So it was like the block 630,000. So it commemorates like a major historical moment for all Bitcoiners. And then some of the ones that people bought by private message for me, I was able to do a significant time in their life. Like most people actually put the time when they bought Bitcoin or something significant to them. And that is really cool because that, to me, it, it connects them deeply to the art in a way that like, Hey, I hope. will stay in their family for generations and stuff so it's not just something that i make that's significant to everybody but it's also deeply personally uh meaningful so
1: really it's fun really really freaking cool now if people were interested in your art where could they find it uh pretty much i exist on twitter i've done it all the
2: sales have been through either private message on twitter or just um sales on a site called scarce.city that's actually the website there and it's Mm -hmm. an auction site it's a bitcoin only uh, auction site so people can pay in lightning um, or main chain but it has to be a bitcoin payment so it's perfectly in line with with what i'm doing there's actually a whole bunch of artists and and some coders that we're in a little group together that basically kind of created that from nothing which is really amazing to to see um, where that's come as well so you can find some stuff on scarce.city from both me and many other bitcoin focused artists so i definitely suggest checking that out but for me find me on twitter
1: Awesome, really cool stuff. So we'll link his Twitter. We'll link the City. Definitely go check out his art. I'm a huge fan. Ever since I saw it behind Michael say I'm like, who is this guy? I gave him a follow. Really cool stuff. I know he's been trying to sell these keys recently. Uh, they've been selling like, like hotcakes on Scarce.City. Really cool stuff. Anyways, I, I want to kind of pivot to cover what is going on with Fake Toshi, a.k.a. CSW. And this is an article by BlockWorks. Craig Wright trial goes to to Florida jury. And uh, the winner could win as much as $189 billion. I don't know if I read that correctly, but that's a fucking big number. Anyways uh just to kind of read a little bit right the plaintiff in the case ira kleinman says the bitcoin will while austerably rights rightfully belongs to the state of kleinman's deceased brother david a friend and alleged business partner of rights dave kleinman died in april uh two, 2013 at the age of 46 without ever lying ha- laying hands on the fortune and his brother now says should be his so it's this big lawsuit going on it's been going on for months but more importantly i have a couple cre- questions for fractal and phil definitely hit some of these because i'm just so interested csw doesn't have that bitcoin so what's the whole point of the lawsuit
2: well really the, in the end the plaintiff side which is ira um who's the brother of dave Kleiman, who's the dead best friend of craig that he supposedly defrauded and stole from uh they'll take cash they don't care you know if they pay them in bitcoin or cash so realistically i think they're hoping that you know whoever's funding craig through this whole everything that he's been doing all these years are gonna pay him and realistically if you think about it this is this is a loss for for Conscious Bitcoiners, no matter what happens, whether he wins or loses the case, they're going to use this as marketing to say, look, Craig is Satoshi. So to them, if they get a judgment of, say, $50 million, that's just marketing for BSV. Like, really, they just say, hey, we pay out this money because even though the court documents clearly say, like, if you like, I have a screenshot that just says, like, we're not deciding who Satoshi is. We're not even like considering that. They're not even looking at it at all. But the spin is just going to be hey look he's satoshi because either you know either he was found to be half of it or he's all of it you know like so for bitcoiners really like it's it's a lose-lose situation unless the jury just says it's fraud only because the jury gets to decide on seven different counts some of them are going to be was there a partnership between you know craig wright and dave and did they mine bitcoin and if they did like how much is owed from that so really to me i think if they say hey there's no bitcoin there's no partnership these guys didn't create bitcoin they're a bunch of clowns but it kind of looks like csw has perpetrated a massive fraud on this family and yeah there's probably some monetary damages that are owed due to that so i think that would be the best best case scenario for bitcoiners just from the sense that but either way the you know the bsv crowd is just going to walk around no matter what the verdict is and say this equals craig is satoshi when uh, you know any conscious person sees that that's not the case
0: It sounds yeah. It it sounds like they're going to use this. You know that this is just going to be used to muddy the waters, anyways. Any way it goes, right? Like you said, it's it's a lose lose situation. Look, I've been following a lot of your threads and seeing some of the comments, right, from some of these. You know the BS. You know the BSV crowd, right? And immediately, right, guys like Kurt. You know the fake you know Bitcoin historians immediately there to spin the story in their direction to make it seem like you know and 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 look I've gone back and forth with Kurt he he sits there and spends his time on a lot of what you know what about isms and you know kind of these nuanced uh arguments I want to know though what's the uh, I'm, I'm really curious what's the overall feeling in that uh, you know like in that courtroom like I I don't know it, like does does Craig look tense? Is you know Calvin surrounded by all the underage ladies? I don't know. Like what's going on?
2: Sorry, Craig, I was muted there. Yeah, the <laughs> the the courtroom dynamics are actually pretty interesting. Um, but to me, it was pretty horrifying. Um, you know, like. Uh, Craig is really playing up the Satoshi cosplay to the fullest, you know, he, the first day of the trial, there was people there with his book and, you know, he was going around signing his book and, you know, like people come up to him and tell him, oh, what a genius you are. And he, you know, he loves it. And so, yeah, there's a lot of that. In fact, I didn't really see any other Bitcoiners in the entire courtroom Um, at the last day a guy came up to me and he was like man i got mad when you said the bitcoin account dropped to zero when you walked out of the courtroom i was like well i didn't know our population was doubled here so glad to meet you but everybody else there was a BSV fan and it was like honestly like in person yeah in person everybody was nice i mean i talked to them you know during the things we we chatted and stuff but the cognitive dissonance is so amazing you know like i just saw you know Craig on stand getting wrecked, absolutely wrecked by the attorneys. And then like at the break we went out and like we're in the little cafeteria and stuff. And I hear the people behind me that are sitting like right next to me. And the guy's like, man, Craig is doing such a great job. You know, like this is almost boring. He's giving them such perfect answers to every question. They're just not getting every anything that they want
1: here. And I'm like, are you sitting in the same courtroom as me? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> man exactly so it kind of reminds me of like this cult of personality that he's built up around himself and he's just taking his loyal followers along the ride but you see the price of bsv that thing just keeps dropping the hash rate keeps dropping the amount of nodes on the thing keeps dropping and what's astonishing to me is that people keep believing in this they're they're willing to go down with the ship it's astonishing
2: that part is probably the most confusing of of all is just like like why people continue to believe things you know like for example in the in the trial they had a you know a forensic expert that was basically saying you know hey all these things are forgeries um there's like no doubt that they're forgeries and i i think craig probably forged them because i'm not saying that that's what the expert said because he's the only one that would have the motivation to do it and then the bsb crowd says well Obviously, I would probably forge them because, you know, he wants to sue Craig for all this money. But it's like, wait, this document is what Craig provided. Every document has a stamp at the bottom and it says whether the defense produced it or the plaintiff produced it. These documents that they're saying that the other guy forged came from Craig Wright. (laughs) You know, and it's like so the cognitive dissonance is just so crazy as far as like the way that the stories get spun. And, you know, like what I actually witnessed versus you know what what you hear people turning it into so i you know i'm really not sure what to say about that that's
1: that's (laughs) absolutely crazy and you were telling us a story before we started Mm -hmm. recording about the stickers on the seats and all that stuff could you tell that again
2: yeah i'll actually back up a little because like that was uh that was somewhat important and um basically the courtroom is relatively small and they have a sign on the thing that hey due to covid we're only letting 10 people in the courtroom from the public And any more than that, it's like, too bad, so sad. Now, each of these 10 seats, they basically have four rows, but they're only seating people in two of the four. And in those rows, you can't sit right next to each other. They've marked each seat that you can sit with a piece of blue painter's tape. And a little X marks the spot for each seat. So um, if you can't get in one of those seats, you can't get in. Now, most of the people in this courtroom, um, you know, I'm legitimately a member of the public. I'm just there curious. I just kind of wanted to see it. But most of the people in that courtroom, like you said, that's, you know, people that are there for CoinGeek, they're paid to be there as media, but they're sitting in the public seats. They're not sitting in the, there's actually media seats as well, but, but because maybe they're not considered media, I'm really not sure what it is, like, they don't let them do that. So these guys, like, they, you know, they sit in the public stands, but they're actually taking up those seats. But in essence, like, one day, I couldn't even get in. And many days, it was like, very competitive like there was more people in the courtroom than could possibly get in and sometimes i couldn't get in and other times at a break i you know one day i just sat there during the break because you could tell it was like very competitive and people went out and the, the bailiffs just did not let some of the people back in they're like well go get your jacket that you left and you know it's first come first serve and i was like man thank god i didn't get up here because you could just tell the way that these people are there they got no love for you it's like you know too bad so sad but anyways, back to the blue tape. So, and the funny thing is I actually, I took one of these blue tapes that I'm going to tell you about and I have it on the back of my notebook. I'm looking at it right here. But I don't know who did this, but on the all of these little uh, blue painter's tapes, somebody wrote, Craig is not Satoshi, on those. And then, well, they actually didn't write them on all of them. They just wrote them on three of them on the front row. And then... Uh, The next day calvin sat at one of those and then kurt sat at one of those and then basically every bsv person sat at one of those seats at one of the days of the trial and uh and yeah and they never took them up they were still there to the end so i was like hey i'm gonna take one of these as a souvenir so yeah the blue tape was absolutely hilarious to only me but (laughs) uh, so now you guys can enjoy this as well
0: so kurt the fake bitcoin historian is there Oh, every
2: single day. Yeah, he was there every single day. Um, They were actually doing um, like like CoinGeek, their their employer, you know, has them doing little news shows every night where they would say, you know, this is what happened in the trial today. And and I would watch them and it's like they, they, they tell a different story than I do. That's for sure. Let's just say that like you like you could see the tweet thread from from that day. From me, and then you go to their like news show from the same day, and it's like we're in a different courtroom. You know, like the, the, the things that we pick up as as relevant, you know, are are, are definitely different. Um, y- you know, one of the things I thought was interesting, they had a a software called Bitmessage. I don't know, have you guys ever heard of that? Nah. It actually sounded super cool to me um it's basically like a protocol where you can send encrypted messages encrypted messages to each other using something that's like bitcoin core qt where basically it's just your own software it doesn't go through any server and you can just oh. send peer-to-peer messages and it was based off of bitcoin it was a really old software it's not supported anymore but to me i was like damn this is cool like i would like that um but Craig was saying, hey, you know, me and Dave Kleiman were sending all these bit messages back to each, back and forth to each other. So, you know, they had a whole list of all these different bit messages, because, you know, these were like secret communications that they were doing outside of their emails to, you know, with Satoshi stuff, fake, fake, you know, secret, secret Satoshi stuff they were doing on these. So they actually had a guy testify and they, you know, he comes in and they're like, you know, how, how do you know bit message? He's like, oh, well, I created it. And they're like, does anybody know bit message better than you? He's like, no. And they're like, well, if I show you these, this list of bit messages, what would you tell me about them? He's like, well, I would have to say these are all forged. And they're like, why would you say that? He's like, well, uh, because this says it was sent on March of, um, I think, 2012, March of 2012. And I didn't release the first version of bit message until November of 2012. So this message says it was sent like six months before I even created the software, I didn't even start coding the software until summer of of, 2012 or whatever it was. So it was like, these are just completely fake. And then some of the BSVers are like, well, Craig had a pre-release version because who but Satoshi would know about BitMessage before BitMessage is released? And it's like,
0: oh my God, no.
2: So yeah, you know. The, the, these are the these are the things that are happening. Like you have a guy testifying, yes, I created this software. I coded it in the summer. This message purports to be sent three months before it was coded, let alone like six months before it was actually released on GitHub. You can look at the first release on GitHub on the guy's GitHub page, BitMessage, look it up. And you know, November 19th or something 2012. So yeah, he had a whole 50 messages that were sent before that date basically.
1: Dude, it, you know, it, it's unfortunate because <laughs> these people are so committed that even if best case scenario, the jury came out and said it was fraud, they would still say that jury was biased. You know, it, they, they're so committed, and it's a cult of personality, dude. I see it. You know, you, it's it's denial, like it's you know, it's Stockholm syndrome. It's it's just man, it, it's 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 tragic. It's sad. And CSW is an evil person, dude, for taking all these people down with him and it's just all lies and look how many people he got wrecked in the process phil
0: have you ever seen that chart that where they essentially created this whole narrative that the the protocol was you know the the protocol was um what was forked right so somehow btc is actually not bitcoin but through some weird roundabout magical idea Um, a fork of a fork is somehow actual Bitcoin, even though Bitcoin is, even though BTC is actual Bitcoin. So it it just scares me, man, that these people, you know, like the story that Fractal just explained and what you just said. I mean, it is just scary stuff that they don't hear the, they don't hear reality. And what's really, what's really frightening is that, you know, a lot of these people are paid shills, paid by BSV, right? Paid by CoinGeek that is owned by Calvin. Okay, Um, and and there's people putting in their real time, their real value. Like this is, you know, the maybe not rich people that are, you know, believing that they're getting Bitcoin, but but you're not. You're 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 just you're getting a shit fork. It's a it's a shit fork of a shit fork. Yep. It's proven time and time again, and and this trial is just, it's just another it's just another nail in the coffin. I mean,
1: dude, it is, I
0: mean, it confirms what we've already
1: known, right? Yeah. Um, but, Fractal, let me ask you something. The judge is supposed to be neutral in this, but judges always kind of, you know, they, they don't make their positions known, but just based on their actions and, like, subtle things here and there, you could kind of surmise, you know, where their head is in the case. What is your opinion, and or perhaps you could bring up an example of how the judge feels about this? Because I know last time... Um, he, and this was before this current trial, the judge basically almost threatened to throw CSW in, in, in prison for contempt. So do you kind of see the same attitude from the judge this time around?
2: I mean, I think the judge is actually an interesting character, um, in this whole drama. And it's interesting that you bring her up because most people don't care about the judge, but, um, but yeah, I think the judge, First off, the judge is somebody that I would want deciding a case if I was in front of her. Um, She seems extremely reasonable. Um, She doesn't seem to lean too heavy to one side or the other as far as like objections, like either sustaining or overruling. She doesn't like it's not very obvious that she's like pushing one side or the other. She seems extremely reasonable as far as um, like what she's making her decisions on. Um, I I think like. She even was a bit of an IT whiz. At one point, they couldn't figure out how to, like, hey, you know, we can't figure out how to get these mics working or something. And she was like, oh, have you tried turning them on and off again? And boom, right there, they were were in business again. So, yeah, she's an interesting character. Now, I will say there was a day that I wasn't there, I missed, and, like, I wish I would have seen this, but I guess Craig, you know, said that, like, he made two different swears. I don't know what they were, but I think he said Ira has to get his thumb out of his ass or something like that. And some other thing. And I guess she stood up and she's like, you're not going to use that kind of language in my courtroom. You know, like this isn't like a, a room or something like that. So I would have liked to, I would have liked to see the reprimand since she got up. So, so, you know, upset since she didn't seem like that type of person. Now on the other side of it, I will say there is like a very much a vibe to me of, one of those rulers that you know rules are for thou and not for me because she didn't wear a mask the whole time she made everybody else wear a mask like everybody had to wear a mask even when like the lawyers were talking to her they just lift the mask up for a second and then say something and then put it down so it was like that part I wasn't really too too much of a fan of her but other, other than that I thought she was as far as a judge goes she seems damn fair You know, nobody can complain about her being biased. Um, That's an interesting thought that you said about people saying the the jury may be biased. That would be a funny attack that the BS viewers can use, too. But I I think, like I said, they're just going to parade around no matter what what it is at the end and just say the whole thing they've been saying the entire time, no matter how many times you tell them this, this thing doesn't decide who Satoshi is. You know, I've even seen many people say there's so much evidence in this case that's been released about what, you know, how Craig is Satoshi. And as soon as you say, well, can you just provide one of those? mountains of evidence that you say are in this case because i was sitting there i'd, I'd like to see this because i didn't see it brought up and yeah there's there's they just silent
1: man it, the whole thing is tragic dude and you know csw went after a lot of bitcoiners i know that he went after hodl you know sure. for for you know for still going after hodl If for i know that he went after pedro as well right so i mean they
2: just released a whole bunch of um, lawsuit letters a few days ago against just about every you know every major Bitcoin business that's, that's like interesting to him. Yeah, so. and,
1: and I know that you know he went after a businesses in terms of the white paper, right? I know that he's been that saying stuff like uh, essentially, you know that, that if, if there's a court order, you could freeze unfreeze the Bitcoin, just some BS like that. But it, the whole thing is tragic, man. I, I was really hoping. To kind of hear a different angle but again i think i was naive to think that you know but it just kind of makes sense dude and i think a lot of people bought into the cult of personality that is csw into you know how he wears his suit and how he presents himself unfortunately a lot of people buy into that now if you've been in bitcoin for a long time i think that you come to the conclusion that a lot of other bitcoiners come to which is it doesn't matter who satoshi is one of the most important things that satoshi did was disappearing off the face of the planet, right? Yeah. So Bitcoin could be selfless, and by being selfless, and essentially is decentralized, right? There is no single entity to attack. So just on on just that on its own, um, you know, really, really points things out. But this whole thing is unfortunate, dude. I, I have hope for the future. I don't think that he'll be able to keep this up for an extended period of time um i think that you know now that especially that he has calvin on his in his corner i think that yeah he could definitely put up the charade for you know some time but eventually you know he's either going to run out of money or you know just some person's going to be pissed off enough to sue the guy back you know and then perhaps in discovery just you know Get some papers released, you know, but it's such a slippery slope man. this whole unfortunate, but hey, man, listen Don't trust anybody. Everyone's a scammer, and I think this guy is just the pinnacle scammer of scammers But anyways Phil there was an open-source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it
0: software releases? The software releases are brought to you by CypherSafe check them out CypherSafe.io It's the best way to protect your seed in a cypher wheel check this out steel great place to store your seed the link is down below we've got btc pay server version 1.3.6 that was released and that is down below in the show notes
1: awesome thank you phil all right guys that was our show before we go i want to give a very very special shout out to fractal encrypt you heard him here definitely go check out his twitter we'll link it down below so you can go check out his art if you're interested send him a dm on twitter and yeah, really cool stuff. I'm a big fan of his art myself. I know Phil is as well. Guys, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash the like button. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news and the catastrophic fails, definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin. And we'll see you tomorrow, guys, for a brand new episode.
0: The wisdom of the Bitcoin artists. <laughs>